We don't have insurance. We don't always use quotes. I've let our customers' AR get too high. Too often throughout 2023, I've heard those sentences uttered from MSPs nationwide. Do they sound familiar? If I ask you about your insurance situation, or how you quote your services, or what your AR looks like, would your answer sound like that? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about how you're going to change things in 2024. Welcome to the next episode of the Technology Bradcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Technology Bradcast. I'm Brad Gross attorney to MSPs nationwide, and you're listening to the most popular podcast in the nation that's devoted solely to the managed service industry. I'm glad you're here. So, over the past few days, I was thinking about what I was going to cover for the last episode of 2023. And while all that was going on, I had the opportunity to talk to MSPs that wanted to hire my firm. As part of our normal intake process, I ask them what I call the usual suspects of my opening questions. Do you have insurance? Are you happy with your coverage? Do you send out quotes religiously? Meaning, do you send out some type of quote or statement of work before you begin a service? And tell me about your business. You know, how do your books look? Then it hit me. MSP after MSP answered the same way. We don't have insurance. We don't send out quotes for everything we do, some things, but not for all things. And we definitely have customers that have run up their bills, and we're not sure they're ever going to pay us. Well, if that sounds familiar to you, you're not alone. MSPs of all sizes have these problems. The eight or nine MSPs that I was talking to over the past week, which motivated me to create this week's broadcast, had MRR that varied between 30000 a month and about 400 410 per month. In other words, it didn't really matter how much the MSP was making. All of them had the same problems. They all had the same answers to my questions. So if you're in the same boat with the rest of those MSPs, don't be discouraged. Don't think it's something you can't fix. It can be fixed, and I'm going to tell you how to fix it right now. Stay with me. Let's start with the, we don't have insurance statement. Invariably, the reason why an MSP doesn't have insurance has to do with costs. The MSP owner will say something like, it's too much money, or we took a calculated risk and didn't get insurance, something like that. It's amazing to me in this day and age, where MSPs are dealing with issues like regulatory compliance, cybersecurity, they think it's a viable calculated risk. It's not. It's a dumb strategy. Cybersecurity incidents can occur even when you're operating with best practices. They can occur even when you're using the best solutions in the industry. And when those incidents happen, things become terrifying for your MSP real fast. The first thing you'll get is an angry call from your customer wondering how this even happened. The next thing you'll get is a preservation letter from your customer's attorney which will say something like, 
I don't know, there's a high probability that the security incident was the result of your company's negligence, and for that reason, we're demanding that you preserve any and all documents and communications related to your security solutions, the implementation of those solutions, and all documents related to the security incident itself. And that letter will go on for another two or three pages because, you know, lawyers are usually paid by the word. So those letters are going to be long and go on and on. Now, here's the worst part. You're going to call an attorney. You're going to pay a consult fee ranging anywhere on a low end of, you know, $350 for the hour to a high of about a thousand or more, only to find out that you need to retain counsel and have that counsel, by the hour, help you navigate the entire process. Rates for competent counsel range anywhere from $350 an hour to 1000 or more an hour, depending on your market. So down here in Florida, for example, rates are around $500 an hour to about $650 an hour. How many hours do you think it's going to take for your attorney to handle all of the issues that are being dumped on your lap right now? 10 hours? 20 hours? No, I can tell you, it will take your attorney anywhere from 50 to 100 hours, depending on the facts of the breach, to help you iron out all the problems you'll face when a security breach occurs. And that's assuming that no one started litigation over the issue, because if litigation happens, well, be prepared to shell out 75000 or more to defend your company, and that's on top of what you've already paid. So, Adding up all those costs, we're talking around 100000 to about a hundred and a quarter to defend your company. And by the way, you might lose. Balance that against your insurance premiums, and you'll see my point. Would you rather spend 5000 or 10000 now for insurance and not have company-ending bills if a security incident occurs? Or, or would you rather gamble on the fact that it won't happen to you? And when it does... It'll put you out of business. Listen to me. Insurance is a part of doing business in this industry. It is a reality. If you don't have it, then get it. If you don't think you need it, then you're in the wrong business. Let's move to the next statement that I hear all too frequently. You know, the one where the MSP owner says, we don't always use quotes for everything we do. Whenever an MSP says that it doesn't always send out quotes for services or projects, I ask a very simple question. Why? Nine times out of ten, the answer is the same. I don't know. That's what they say. I don't know. Then the owner goes on to explain how his company uses quotes for new projects, but not for existing clients, or not for break-fix projects, or similar one-off projects. Dumb strategy. If that's how you do things... That stops today. Everything you do should go through a quote. Everything. And every quote should clearly and unequivocally say that it's governed under the terms of your MSA. Which, by the way, you posted, right? That's something you should be doing, but we'll save that for another day. So, why should you always use quotes? What's what's the big deal? Well, here's the answer. You can be accused of messing something up and... Maybe you might mess something up, regardless of the size of the project. I don't care. I don't care if it's a simple project. I don't care if it's a one-off. Break, fix, doesn't matter. I don't care if you're not charging for the project. It could be free. 
the price you charge is meaningless when it comes to liability. If you mess something up, if you do something wrong, then you're going to wish to hell that you had your MSA in place. Play it out with me. Your customer asks you to uh, do something simple, buy and install a network printer. You get the printer, and while you're installing the drivers, you trigger a cryptovirus. Did you do anything wrong? No. Would the virus have occurred at some point, regardless of whether you were touching the system? Yes. But will you be blamed? Yes, you will. And don't tell me that you don't have any liability because you didn't charge for the service. It, it doesn't matter what you charged. The only thing that will matter is the fact that the bad thing happened while you were touching their system. And that's where the blame occurs, and that's where it's going to cost you money. So what should you do? It's a really simple solution. Always use quotes. Always. It can be a simple thing. A short document that starts off by saying that everything you're doing under the quote is governed by your MSA. And by accepting the quote, the customer accepts your MSA. Now, from there, I don't care what you're doing under the quote. Break fix? Fine. Network inventory? Fine. Migration? No problem. As long as you make it clear that you're operating under your MSA, and assuming your MSA isn't a piece of junk, then you're good to go. Then you're in good shape. Got it? All right, let's move on. Let's go to the I let our customers' accounts receivable, or AR as I call it, and everyone else calls it, get a little high. When it comes to collecting money from your customers, time is not on your side, and it's not your friend. Your ability to recover money owed to you begins to drop precipitously after 60 days. And by 90 days, all the statistics agree, recovery odds are less than 50%. Wait longer than that, all bets are off the table. And this problem is amplified in the world of managed services because while you're waiting to receive your money from your customers... Your upstream providers, well, they've already been paid, haven't they? See, customers like Datto or Cisco or Pax8, they don't want to wait to get paid, and they don't wait to get paid. They get their money when it's due, or your licenses will suddenly disappear. So, here you are, stuck in a world where you're shelling out cash to keep a company afloat, a non-paying company afloat. That's not good. It's awful, and I've seen it happen all the time, and I've seen it lead to disastrous results. I've had customers tell me that their customers owe them a hundred grand or more for over 90 days. And then you know what happens when they push the customer to pay? Suddenly they get the complaints. Oh, well, your services are being delivered improperly, so let's negotiate that amount. Or, uh, well, well, we've had some financial problems, so we'll need a 12 to 18 month payment plan. Invariably, the excuses or proposals offered by the customer don't work out well for the MSP, which, remember, is still shelling out money month after month to keep a deadbeat client afloat. If you find yourself in this position, if you need to get out of this mess that you're in, you need to change things up and you need to do it fast. Nothing kills a business faster than high AR that becomes unrecoverable. First, Make sure your agreement specifically says that you could suspend your customer's services if its bill goes unpaid. That's going to give you the ammunition you'll need to play hardball, which, by the way, you might find yourself playing. Next, bill in advance. 
get your money up front. I understand many utility companies like the electric company, your water company, they bill in arrears, but you're not a utility company. You can't afford to float your customers, especially since you have to pay upstream providers that want their invoices paid up front. Last bit of advice, if your customer doesn't pay, send that customer a notice of payment default. Give them time to respond, but if they don't pay, cut them off. Suspend your services to that customer, assuming, of course, your contract allows you to do that. Nothing motivates a company to pay its bill like suspended services. If you're thinking, well, if I suspend the services, then my customer will leave, my response is this. Good. A non-paying customer isn't just a bad customer, it's a cancer to your business. That type of customer is living off your bank account, your money, that you could be using to feed your family, go on vacation, and get the things you want out of life. And if the bills remain unpaid long enough, that customer will never pay its bill. They'll never replenish those funds. And you've basically subsidized other people's lives. Enough of that. So, as we go into 2024, think about what we've talked about today. If you've been on the losing end of any of these three issues, do something to change that in 2024. Need help figuring it out? You know what to do. Give me a call at 954-217-6225 or email me at brad at bradleygross.com. Well, that's it for 2023. I'll see you all in 2024. Happy New Year, everyone, and we'll see you on the next Technology Broadcast.